That waitress sized us up in two seconds. We're black and black people don't tip. So she wasn't gonna waste her time? Now somebody like that, nothing you could do to change their mind. So, uh, how much did you need? You expect me to pay for that kind of service? <laughs> what? What the fuck is you laughing at, man? <laughs> pajamas and live life slow when laws were stern and justice stood and people were behaving like they all too good there was a little boy that was misled by another little boy and this is what he said me and you Ty we gonna make some cash robbing old folks and making a dash hey welcome to the Black Eyed Peas podcast with your host Rod and and we're back for another week and it was pretty eventful what do you think? Yes, it was. We got a lot to talk about. But we're not going to talk a lot about news. We're just going to try to do some random stuff from, you know, the blog and try to really just, you know, give you guys a little more spontaneous stuff. And, um, you know, before I forget, let's uh, remember that this is the official month of the sundress. Yes, it is. And I have been mine. That's right. So don't forget, ladies, wear your sundresses and, uh, uh, because we want you to feel sexy and confident because it makes everyone else happy. Everybody wins. So, sundress me. Um, and also with the unofficial podcast of Bullet Ball. Yes, we are. So don't forget that. Combining bullets and balls. And we're trying to spread this message. So, you know, you guys out there listening, make sure you tell the young African-American youth that you know that there's hope for them with bullets and balls. Yes, it is. You can combine them. Yes. In the one sport. Bullet ball. <laughs> <laughs> and also, speaking of black children, we're in the, uh, we're also the unofficial weapon of our podcast. Oh no, the official yes, weapon yeah, of we, our podcast. We can officially claim that one. It's Taser. Yes, sir. Yes. So even though the Taser got a little bit of a bad rep yesterday, last week with uh, the porn star falling to his death, um, I still am pro Taser. I support Taser. Um, so let's go ahead and uh, talk about. Uh, 
Oh wait, no, I also want don't want to forget um don't forget about the ability to leave comments on the podcast. You need to find us on the fa- on Facebook under the Black Guy Tips and search for that. Leave us uh, comments. Our group is growing. Um, I think we moved from like 150 to like 160 this week. So a lot of you know for us it's a big jump. Um, Consider we have no advertising at all. <laughs> <laughs> Just word of mouth. Um, but uh, you know, guys, you know, continue to have people join the group and uh, suggest it to people, and we can leave comments there. We try to interact on Facebook, or you can leave comments on iTunes by leaving us a review. Yes. Or go to Podomatic.com um, and leave, search for the Blackout Tips. You can leave comments on our page under each episode. So, yes. Um, you know, feel free to do that. Um, you know, when you were reading that rap lyric, it made me think, what happened to rap accents? Like. Now you, you only have, like, down south accent or where you're from. But, you know, we used to have, like, Slick Rick and Danny Dane, who had, like, the English accent. Like, everybody kind of had their own style. And that's what uh, made it unique to listen to rap. And um, now, every, you know, you have people with their own unique style. Some people stand out. But a lot of it begins to sound the same, and it begins to blend, and, you know, sometimes you used to hear a voice, and you knew exactly who it was, but now you almost have to listen to them say a few words so you can figure out who they are sometimes. Yeah, it's kind of weird, because I remember, uh, you know, back in the day, we used to have, like, Slick Rick, and, you know, once upon a time, you know, and you'd also have, like, um, Danny Dane with his English accent, and even, like, the funny people, like, Humpy Hump, you know, yes. my name is Hump, dude. Like, could a rapper like that come out today and make it? Like, could they even take it seriously? Off the planet. And then the sad part about it is that we used to really love that music. And I think some of the, um, I think some people take rap too seriously sometimes. There are some parts of rap that are funny and everybody doesn't have to be hard and everybody ain't got to, you know, go shoot them up and everybody don't sell drugs. You know, back then people could listen to rap and go, oh, I can relate to that because you know what? I ain't gay. I'm not a hoe. I'm just keeping it real. Like, some of the stuff I, I just can't relate to. I'm also keeping it real. And also, <laughs> um, speaking of comments that you can leave, um, I, you know, like I said, I try to promote the podcast, so I put the uh, links up to it on uh, SOHH.com, which is uh, Support Online Hip Hop. I go to their message board and let people know. And we got a lot of positive feedback from there, but, you know, we got a couple of haters, too. Okay. Um... I wanted to read some comments from the last podcast. This is from Detective Rex Banner, is his screen name. And he says, Man, that's way too many topics. I only want to hear about a couple of them. Not going to sit through a whole podcast, though. Also, why do people insist on playing music to intro and exit their podcast? I understand a few seconds, but some of y'all let that shit go on and on. If I wanted to listen to music, I just listen to the song. I mean, it is iTunes, right? Um, first of all, dumbass, you have to pay for music on iTunes. Yes, you so do. I don't even know what that Any point is. Any type of music. Second of all, you know, we play a couple couple minutes of music to start and to end the podcast to kind of get the vibe going. You know, we play instrumentals in the background to keep it kind of light. Um, um, and I have to apologize because last week around the hour mark, there was a song that actually had lyrics on it. Even though it was in my instrumental podcast, uh, instrumental uh, folder. Okay. And like the first minute is just instrumentals, and then the second part is all fucking song. Like, what was the instrumental then? <laughs> Who would rap over that? Anyway, um, so yeah, so I responded back. 
Why do TV shows have theme music? What about radio talk shows that play music coming in and out of breaks? You want the listener to feel comfortable with that part of the format creating a vibe for the show. Until we, until now, we've never gotten negative feedback on the music. It's not like we play the whole song. And the topics will always be many and varied. That's what I like to do. And you don't have to listen to any of it if it's not for you, but we appreciate people listening for any amount of time. Please be easy and thanks for the feedback and listening to how the show for however long you did. Then he says, I understand the music. My only thing is that it plays too long. I can't remember if that was your podcast or the Morning Jones, though. It's all good, though. It's just my thoughts. So I said thanks, you know. Because I do thank people for whatever feedback. We, we wouldn't have found out about using instrumentals if someone hadn't said, hey, you know, sometimes the talking in the background gets over, you know, over what you guys are talking. Yes. So um, little things like that does help, and I do appreciate it. But when he says, like, I only want to hear about a couple other topics, hey, asshole. Other people might want to hear about other topics. Yes, and then not only that, um, I feel like once I really learned about a podcast, I was like, oh, the podcast is radio without commercials. I promise you, if you listen to any type of radio show, be it satellite or serious, whatever it is, they do not talk about the same topics from 7 to 10 a.m. It's very, and I promise you, some of them have some kind of sort of music format. Yeah, and the way I look at it is like if something sucks, Wait a couple minutes, we'll be talking about some different shit. Yes, we will. As opposed to just, we're going to talk about abortion for an hour, and then everybody's like, oh my god. Yeah, we're not talk radio, I'm sorry. We, yeah. we, we don't have the folks with the guns in the background. Not this time, Tea Party, maybe next episode. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I just thought I would, I would laugh at that. Um, and, you know, plus we you know we have some friends, like Angry Black Man DC on uh, Twitter. Uh-huh. He's the one who provided the intro clip with Ludacris. Ludacris talking in uh, the movie Crash. Yeah, we that put at the beginning. we put at the beginning. Like these are our show is organic. It's listener oriented. Like yes, we it is. we need like a logo. We need art. Like I'm gonna ask our listeners for that. I'm gonna ask my friends for that. This you know I'm not a business really. We don't have yeah. money coming in. We don't have um, advertising dollars. This is all organic. This spreads by word of mouth. Yes, it spreads it by people who think that it's a quality product. Um, that's how it'll spread. It'll spread by people thinking it's funny and telling someone about it. We don't have any merchandise yet. We don't have, no. you know, like this is, so, um, I take everybody's criticism seriously, but at the same time, I, I can't just say I'm going to change my entire show because this dude didn't want to hear us talk about, uh, you know, the guy who, uh, robbed his, uh, high school teacher, you know? <laughs> anyway, um... So Rush Limbaugh got married. I know, I was seeing that. Yeah, and a lot of people, the bigger story here isn't that he got married, it's uh, that apparently Elton John performed at his wedding. Elton John? Mm-hmm. Don't so, he be anti-gay on this show? Anti-everything? Uh, you know, I don't know if he's anti-gay. I know he's an anti-gay people getting married, you know, but that's more of a political stance, probably because of the stations that he's on and yeah they're very conservative yeah. I mean the main thing you should learn from this story is that people are full of shit um you know like everybody is has principles until somebody writes a fucking check um I just said that again so uh here's the article talk about an odd couple conservative radio commentator Rush Limbaugh and outspoken gay civil union advocate Elton John but according to a news corporation which owns Fox News Wire Report the Rocket Man 63 serenaded 400 guests 
and the wee hours of Saturday night, into the wee hours of Saturday night to celebrate the marriage of Rush Limbaugh, 59, to Catherine Rogers, 33. Go digger. I said that again. In the Ponce de Leon ballroom of Florida's fabled Breakers Hotel in Palm Beach, Sir Elton's fee, one million dollars. Damn, he got paid. Yeah. And on top of that, ain't she old enough to be his daughter? Yeah, I mean, well, this just proved that, hey, you got money, there's always some woman ready to spread her legs and do whatever for it. This is like his fourth marriage. I'm, wow. Like, it's kind of funny that people take this dude seriously, and he gives all kinds of advice on the show, but his personal life is a wreck. You know, he's a fucking recovering drug addict, if, if that's to be believed. Um, and, you know, he's been married four times. It's just like... You know, why not cover Steve Harvey, you know, getting married if, for the fourth time if you're going to make a big deal out of it. And that's true. So, I mean, this, I mean, Rush Limbaugh is a piece of shit, but we all know this. But was, I guess people are surprised that Elton John is a piece of shit for performing, but... I, don't, I mean, I ain't no Elton John. You pay me a million dollars, I play a keyboard for you, too. Well, I'm glad you said that, because he paid me $500, too, when I was at that. I performed in blackface. And I did, uh, uh, I did some, you know, some old time new girl spirituals. Kind of low. Well, look, he was. That's what he was willing to pay. Nobody else pays me to do blackface. So I, uh-huh. you know, I did a couple stand up jokes. You know, like I sold this hungry. Well, at least you save money on paint. Yeah, definitely. Uh-huh. And I, uh, all I had to do was paint my mouth red, and you know, put I just put some uh, eyeliner on to make my eyes look more white. I guess the cameras didn't cover you. I don't know why I didn't make this article, because, you know, I played ham bone, and I played spoons on my leg, and it was just weird that nobody gave me any type of, you know, credit for selling out like Elton John, I guess. What I do whistle, too? I don't know. Uh, no, I didn't do any whistle, but I guess you gotta be a knight in order to get some type of press around here, man. Yes, so. Racist press. But, uh, yeah, so he got married, and then, uh, you know, of course, all the Fox people were there. Uh, this, who I was there? Carl Rove, uh, Fred Thompson. Uh, George Brett, Sean Hannity, Rudolph Giuliani, Patriots on the Bobcast, James Carville and his wife, uh, Mary Madeline, Tom Watson, the golfer, uh, and uh, basically uh, Clarence Thomas was there and he probably found a pubic hair in his uh, coke while he was there. <laughs> he was like, hey Rush, you got some bitches up in here. Should have been fucking with you a long time ago, baby. But, uh, <laughs> uh, the couple met six years ago when she was running a charity golf tournament, and Limbaugh was in the process of divorcing for the third time. Wow. Uh, the newlyweds hop up uh, Limbaugh's private golf swing jet for a honeymoon in Mexico, Africa, and a couple other spots. So, I, I mean, you know, this, uh, this lady's pretty attractive, I guess, for, um, you know, a uh, uh, 33-year-old conservative. So, you know, this is just another deal where it's like, hey, dude got a lot of money, and this is what a lot of people dream of with that money. It's like they see a wife, they see a marriage, they see it as just like another goal, another possession. And, you know, dude will be divorced again soon, and we won't even talk about this shit. But, uh, anyway, speaking of weddings, mm-hmm. I was thinking about the term crippling depression. Like, people always use that term, like, yeah, I went through a crippling depression. Mm-hmm. And isn't that offensive to cripple people? <laughs> right? Aren't you kind of making light of their situation to be like, I was sad, and that's the same as not being able to walk. You know, I couldn't do anything because I was so sad. 
Like, you can't, no one says, like, oh, I had retarded sadness. You know what I'm saying? No one says that shit. Like, we all know that that's offensive. Very. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't say certain terms, and I thought that saying my depression is the same as you being, uh, not able to not, yeah, unable to move your limbs. Oh, that's, that's how sad I was. I was, I was just like you. I would be in a wheelchair. You know, I would have to use that same device that does auto-tunes, uh, for everybody because I was so sad. I am I, sad. I think people use that to emphasize, I guess, the greatness of the, uh, what they consider the, the, uh, to get you to better understand how depressed they were. I mean, it's just so dramatic. Like, depression already kind of seems over-dramatic, but, I mean, and I'm only saying that because I've never really been truly depressed, I guess, but it's just kind of funny to listen to people basically say, like, yeah, man, you know, that depression is just so sad, and I was just crippled, I had crippling depression, and you just casually let that roll out your mouth, and the whole time you're just going, uh, can you say that? I don't think of it in that terms, and um, being depressed is not a fun place to be, I can promise you on that, but at the same time, uh, that term, is, I don't feel like that's an appropriate term. It seems like we should come up with a better term for it than crippling depression, you know? I could that's be, all I'm saying. I could be in the middle of depression. I mean, even that seems kind of messed up, but just like I was really sad or something. Like, just depression. What's wrong with just yeah, depression? That's the way I could that, You know, when I describe it or talk about it, talk to people about it, I never use that term. Yeah. Yeah. I think you just be sad. Yeah, what I happened was to sad? extremely overly sad. Yeah, I was very, very sad. I think that's how I would describe it. Like, I wouldn't say I was crippled and depressed. I wouldn't say I was retarded. Uh, I was retarded sad or whatever. I just be like, listen, I was sad. I was too sad to come out and hang out with you guys. I don't know. <laughs> um, so, what'd you think about the boondocks this week? It was hilarious. Oh my gosh, I would have whooped that little boy's ass. What was wrong with his grandmama? And I thought about the episode, and it's sad, but it is so many black folks that are just like that woman who just gives excuse after excuse after excuse after excuse for bad behavior versus pulling out a belt and whooping ass and telling you to behave yourself or we gonna really have some issues in here, little boy. Yeah, it was kind of weird to see a, um, you know, that spoof, but at the same time, like, so many people like that, though. Um, that spoof was based on more than just, uh, the YouTube sensation, Matarian, the, the hood rat kid. It's like, I want to go do hood rat things with my kids, with my friends. Like, people just caught, latched onto that, but what I think a lot of people missed was that, um, there was like a lot of references to Juice, the yes. movie Juice, and there was a lot yes. of references to um, the movie uh, The Omen. I don't think I seen that one. Yeah, that's Juice. scary. I don't think you would watch that. No, I don't do that. And on top of that, it also, um, and this might be a small thing, but it also shows when you don't want them to watch your children, the things they watch on TV, and the things that they let influence them are bigger than parents ever know. You know, children watching children look like he found his grandma's gun, you right. know, and she, I guarantee you, she didn't mean for him to find that. Right. You know, and as a parent, you really got to watch your mind as your kids. I think some parents are just lazy-ass parents. They have these kids, and they just think it's like a baby doll. You can put it in the corner and throw it some, you know, like a little dog, throw it some little food be sure to wash this button, go about your business, but you have to do more time and effort in the children. Yeah, and I mean, 
And that makes me depressed thinking about that. I get crippling depression. You know? Oh. And you know what I was thinking though about the crippling depression, not to get back on that, but like, do you think Stephen Hawking is a is like, hey, I'm not depressed. How y'all gonna I'm, I'm crippled and I'm not depressed. Why are you assuming that these two words have to be related? I know. There are some there are some crippled people that are happier than most people with a lot of people two legs. So. And if you're crippled, like and you get crippling depression, do you get crippling crippled depression? Like what what is that? Double shot depression? Yeah, double double crippled crippled square? I don't know. It just seems offensive. I know there's something offensive about that. Crippled pie? So um we got an email this week too. Cool. I, I wanted to read this to you. Okay. I, I think I forwarded it to you. I don't know if you read it already, but um, I just uh, it's from Marquise, uh, and he says, "Good morning." I just wanted to pass through and let you know that you, along with Chris, and Chris is the guy that does the Insanity Check podcast. Yeah. And uh, I've, I've been on there for a few weeks, uh, you know, co-hosting with him as a guest, you know, whatever he's he. He's pretty cool, dude. He is cool, man. I, and, I, you know, once again, I love his tweets. Follow him at Insanity Report. Um, dude's just hilarious. Yes, he You is. will crack up. Um, maybe some Republican people might get mad, but... I, every morning I just read his tweets on yes. my way to work. Because he's up early in the morning. I do not know what time he breaks up, but by the time you get up, and we have to be working at 7, you, I guarantee you got 10 to 15 to 20 tweets that he's done back to back to back. You're like, damn, nigga, do you sleep? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Someone asked me that this week, uh, do I sleep? But, um, yeah, he, uh, like, he'll, he'll just be on there watching, like, Hannity and Combs, which he never agrees with, never Ever. likes. Ever. And so it's funny to hear his confidence. Yeah, this is everything on there is just like a show. It's like, what the fuck? You know, how can you say that, you fucking idiot? Or, you know, it's just, I, I find him so hilarious. But anyway, um, so he says that, you know, me and Chris have been a personal inspiration for me professionally. I'm an African-American podcaster in, in the making. And it's been kind of difficult to see how I'd fit into the podcast community. I've been following podcasts for a while, trying to get my niche. And I must say that it's been difficult to find a podcast that wasn't hip-hop radio-oriented. Um, you know what? I also saw that, too. Like, I was looking for other black podcasters when I started thinking about doing this probably a year ago. Mm-hmm. And there's not a lot out there, and there's not that, there's not many that are very good, in my opinion. Um, but, you know, if you're looking for good podcasts, the ones I've heard and I can vouch for, for sure, Atypical Sports. Yes, they have good. a great one. Um, uh, Insanity Check, of course, yes. um, with Chris. Um, which is just hilarious to me. Um, also, you know, you should probably check for uh, the Morning Jones. They have a podcast. Yes, this is good too. And I haven't listened, but I've heard really good things about Ed, the sports fan. Uh, his, his podcast. I just downloaded it. I'm gonna listen this week. I promise. But um, all right. So um, and but yeah, most of them have been hip hop radio oriented. It's a lot of like. It's like listen to the radio, and I like I didn't want to do that. I, I mean, I have something to say, kinda. I mean, not nothing important. So just I, funny I have a shit. Question. So, so you mean when you say hip hop radio oriented, is all they talk about is music? Yeah, like they play music, they promote like, oh hey, come to Chicago, we got this concert. Okay. And they try to play a couple songs, and they come back. They're basically doing radio out of their home, you know. Oh, well, if I'm on the radio, I'd have turned on the radio. Uh, I don't really know about that. I, I would say that the podcast is probably better than the radio, but I don't care about that shit. Like, no offense to them to do that. I mean, I mean, so because they don't have commercials or anything. Right. Oh, so okay. it's better, okay, it's better than the radio. Okay, I understand. And they'll probably play you something you haven't heard before. They play up-and-coming artists. They play oh, okay. 
that's, you know, that's just different. That's yeah, it's different. definitely different. It's just not for me. And okay. You know, no offense to them. But, um, so I said, I'm not hating, but I'm not trying to be interviewing rappers all the time. I have something to say. <laughs> this is when I found your podcast. You bring personality to your podcast, and the chemistry between you and Karen is heartwarming and inspiring in this day of brothers, dissing sisters on many levels. So as to not take too much of your time, I, as a fellow, future fellow podcaster, would love to be involved with with you and Karen and Chris professionally someday. Uh, y'all have a great thing going. I would love, I would be deeply proud to be a part of that somehow. For example, I'm currently listening to your newest show and you're answering that question like the oil screw up. You say you're not a green person. I so happen to be in the green and holistics. Um, in fact, my nickname is HIT Man, which stands for Holistic and Training. In case you're interested, below are some links, and this will be some links to his YouTube page, his MySpace, and okay. uh, he's getting the website worked on, and uh, he's going to have his podcast up soon, and I'll, you know, I'll definitely give it a check, um, see if it's, you know, what's he's talking about. Um, do, uh, to get involved, I, I'm not really sure how yet, but other than just spread the word, you know, um, definitely get yourself a Twitter account. Yeah, definitely get, get a Twitter account. Go create you a Facebook sure, group. Go, yeah. you know, make sure you get a blog or a website. Like a lot of shit out here is free, mm-hmm. and you can just go get it yourself. And um, that's the best part about starting something on your own is that hey, maybe it blows up, maybe it doesn't, but you know, you enjoy doing it. Yeah, there's no better feeling I get than looking forward to spending this time with uh, you and doing this podcast um, a couple times a week. You know, and you know, uh, so definitely, you know. You can do that, spread the word. Um, and when we get the ability to do some remote interviews and remote guests, which is coming soon, yeah, we will have uh, you know spots for people to come on. And if we have questions about you know the oil spill or something, and because I, I don't keep up with that shit, and the main thing on this show is I don't want to be lying, I don't want to be making shit up. I talk about shit like a real person. So you know, if I don't know, I try to let you know that I don't know. I know when things seem wrong or seem right, but I, you know, I don't want to pretend to have deep knowledge of things I, I don't know about. That's true. So, um, you know, definitely, man, um, we will find ways to get people involved, um, and we will find ways to have interviews and things like that. But really, man, thank you for your kind words, and thank you for writing the show. And, um, you know, it's very appreciated, man. It really very appreciated. is. Yeah. Uh, there have been times where you just like, fuck, it's 10 o'clock at night. I could be sleeping, and it's just like, <laughs> yeah, if it wasn't for people listening, if it wasn't for people out there letting us know that they uh, appreciate it and that they think it's a quality product, uh, I don't know that I'd be doing it to talk to nobody, you know? Um, anyway, man, thank you. All right, so the next thing we got to move on to is uh, my dad sent an email. I'm not going to read this email. but it was email? Yeah, this was not to the show. Oh, okay. It was to me personally. I was about to say, your dad sent email? I don't think he listens to the show like that. I showed him how to listen to the Charles Oakley episode, but I don't know if he, you know, goes back and listens to all of them or listens to the new ones or anything like that. But um, basically, he listens to the show. Listen, he listens to the show, but he sent me an email, and his uh, email was basically saying, um, "Hey, uh, in case you're interested." There's this Democratic race, and there's a runoff, and, okay. you know, somebody needs 40% of the vote to win outright, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, and it said, in my opinion, at the end of it, in my opinion, if you don't vote, don't complain. And that's a very popular thing for people to say, but I don't agree with that. I think, first of all, your vote is 
the way that the system is marginalized people's votes, your vote has very little impact individually anyway. Now, I'm not saying collectively it doesn't matter, but you'd have to get a pretty big movement to shift the tide one way or the other. Okay. I mean, common sense-wise, most people would probably vote for third-party candidates if they had confidence, if it, if it really came down to that. But most people vote for who they think will win. Yes. So what I do is I vote for the loser. That way I can complain <laughs> either way. Like if the winner, when the winner wins, I can be like, see, that's why I ain't vote for his ass. And then I complain. <laughs> and then when the loser, you know, when the loser loses, I just go, man, if my dude would have won, man, it would be totally different. See, <laughs> that's so, a win-win situation for you, ain't it? Right. I just want to be able to talk shit. So that's that's all he motivated me to do was find a way to talk shit. And if that's going to be... But it's funny, though, that people act like that's the main goal. It's like, if you don't vote, you can't talk shit. Oh, man, I better vote. Like, that. that's, that's not the main motivation. No, it's not. And I'm going to tell you, the average people do not vote on stuff unless it's mayor governor or president all these little district two district three district eight i'm pretty sure some of you out there vote but i'll be damn if i'm gonna vote and the local election probably matters the most but at the same time um the thing is people are telling you to vote because they're saying you won't be able to get mad if you don't if that's the motor if, the, if that's the, the guy who believes in the system if that's what he's trying to motivate me with how broken is that system you see what I'm saying? Like, you're telling me this system is so fucked up, the only reason you should vote is for a right to complain. And we people do that regardless. So. Yeah, like, why not just um, tell me to vote, you know, just because? Or, like, I also hate when people try to urge people to vote that don't know the issue. That's true, because too. That's a lot of that stuff I don't vote for because I really don't even know what some of the people stand for. And everyone's cool with you voting as long as you're voting their way. And that's true. But if I say, if you come up to me and I'm uninformed dummy number seven, and you go, hey, man, vote on, you need to vote, man. You need to be out there voting. And I go, who should I vote for? Oh, vote for the Democrats. And I go, I don't know shit about either one. I'm going to vote for the Republicans. You don't need to vote. Stupid people that don't know the issues don't need to vote. It's like <laughs> then they pull up their taser and tase you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I just thought that was funny, man. Um, uh, speaking of votes, mm-hmm. Eminem leaked, okay. and Drake fans are still mad at me. Woo! I said on Twitter that I was looking forward to Drake, and a couple people had to hit me up like, that shit gonna be whack. I better send auto tunes and all this shit. <laughs> Suck my dick, you little sensitive ass bitches. Go listen to your soft ass music and cry, alright? I'm a Drake fan, and y'all are making me hate you, alright? I like So Far Gone, and I like about six to eight songs on this new album out of the 14, okay? I'm not a hater. And I'm sorry that the shit is soft, but it is fucking soft. My brother called me, and he wanted to have a little debate about it. And it's funny because 24 hours ago when we talked about the album, he agreed with me completely. Then he listened to it to some more, and I don't know if it's just the contrarian in him or what. But he came back today and was like, what do you mean this, and what do you mean that? And we had to go through the whole conversation again, point by point. And, I, and he's like, well, if you don't like the album, maybe you should just put it down. Motherfucker, I like some of the album. I'm not putting it down. I just ain't. I'm not listening to some of it. Some of it I am. The yeah. shit I like, I listen to. The other shit, I don't. And like we said before, we, uh, a lot of people will never admit it. Some people are just argumentative people. And when you deal with people that are argumentative people, they never debate about facts. It's, it's all, and, and when I mean facts, I mean when you're 
talking and debating about music, it's always an opinion. But when you say, I don't like the album, they act like you're saying you don't like the artist. And all of a sudden, yeah. they, they, they're standing for the artist when it's nothing against the artist. It's the product that I'm talking about. And I'm not even saying the whole album is trash. There's a few songs I like that. I, and the songs that I like, I really, really like. Okay. But then there's a bunch of shit that I either don't like or don't care for. Now, the, the problem with this thing is, like, first of all, people won't let it go. I'm done with it if you guys are done with it. <laughs> Anyone that, you know, feel free to not talk to me about this shit. <laughs> because y'all are going to make me hate this album. And what's funny is, like, he goes, well, it's the word use. When you use the word soft, that could be taken offensively. Okay, um, look, mellow, however, whatever word you want to use, I think it's soft. And I don't think that that is a opinion necessarily i think that factually is soft i think it's like saying this wall is painted white that door is painted green it's like you can confirm it you listen to it you agree the words he used yesterday was it was soft today it's like well why'd you gotta call it soft why not call it mood music because it's fucking soft and i don't do pc reviews <laughs> when I, I don't think of what's the most politically correct way to talk about this album I said it's soft. I'm not in the mood for that. Skip it. I like that Eminem way harder anyway. And um, it was funny though because he's saying, well, it's soft, but you should call it mellow. It's like, what am I, a bitch? Like, I get to call it what I want to call it. It's soft. And, and he goes, well, that's like calling a basketball player soft. No, it's not. Because be, a basketball player being soft is always negative. It's always negative. And, yes, it is. But music being soft is not always negative. No. You can intend for something to be soft. 808 and Heartbreaks was kind of a soft album. I like that album. I like it. He intended for it to be soft, and it was. I think Drake intended for this album to be soft. Yes, he did. And, you know, maybe you're into that, maybe you're not. Maybe, you know, you have a vagina, maybe you don't. But I do. Right, so you might like it. <laughs> so, uh, But I think a lot of dudes that are into this are fine, trying to get offended because they're like, how you gonna say I like something soft? Nigga, you like something soft. Yeah. That's how. And it's okay to like it because the ladies like it. It's alright. Your favorite movie might be The Notebook, okay? Cuffs the Legend. Uh, uh, I don't know. I'm not judging you because of that. I just say I can't get down like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, stop trying to put all this extra shit on me. Anyway, this Eminem go hard. All I listened to today was Eminem. And I didn't even gonna listen to it. Like it's gonna be banging. God, he finally stopped fucking around. Like, and really, the last music. two albums have both been highly anticipated by me. As I'm a huge Eminem fan, uh, um, and both these albums have been highly anticipated, but they were kind of letdowns. Okay. Like, I always appreciate his skill because he does something. The things he does on the track, no one else can imitate. Say now. that again. Has a very distinct voice, like we talking about earlier. Yeah, even a drug-addled Eminem does a better job on most tracks than most of these other rappers that people profess to love, and like true. Plies and Jeezy and these other whack motherfuckers. Um, but like what what he does on the track is so intricate and whatnot that I've always appreciated his talent. But then he's had songs where he's kind of just. Ease off the gas, you know. He's done a lot of like pop songs and, and a lot aggressive. of aggressive. Uh, yeah, well, not just not aggressive, but silly. Okay, you know, like I'm raping twelve bitches and I'm going through this. I'm killing my wife again. Like, okay, okay, yeah, calm down. And this is the first time that he actually ever. I don't mean I, like I think this is his best CD ever. I've only listened to it for two days. I'm convinced. And this did is you best say ever. he didn't make beats? 
some of them he didn't make. But more important than any of that is the fact that there's no interlude on this album. There's no I see what you call from his lawyer or you know skits. There's none of that shit. There's and no he was um, like I'm going in and I'm gonna just rip it up. Yeah, there's no silly song. There's no, okay. there's no. So, I fucked Mariah Carey and then I slapped Britney and then I called Justin Timberlake a fag and then there's so, none of that. So they might be unless he does like a a club remake. It's gonna be hard for somebody to play on the radio. Um, the songs that will be played on the radio are unfortunate. I, I hate to put this label on it, but it'll be played on white radio stations. Okay. Like, and that's kind of how like his last album was. Like Mockingbird wasn't a black radio station okay. here, you know. Um, but it'll be those songs. He has a few of those songs, and I, man, I love the album. I love the production, but I've always kind of liked the production as far as I just like the uniqueness of it. Not necessarily that it's like uber great. I, I'm not saying I would bump this for everybody, but I've always liked the uniqueness of his production because it's, this is when he makes a beat, when he rhymes on a beat, it's almost always some shit no other rapper would fuck with. Yeah. You know. He comes from a different place. Like, they used, him and Lil Wayne on one track used a sample from, um, that, what is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. Yeah. They use that. And what happened to that accent anyway? Anyway. Um, <laughs> people don't do that anymore. But, um, like, they use a sample from that and they rap over and they go, it's, it's dope. It's not just, you know, it's like, He's always been dope in his own way. But yes, he has. It's really cool to see him off drugs, completely self-aware. As opposed, you know, to a lot of rappers who are, like, not really aware of how the public receives him. Eminem was completely aware of, hey, I fucked up my last two albums. He even called him garbage at one point. He knows that, you know, he hasn't lived up to his potential. He knows that he never really went hard on every track. And yeah, he does that. Because when he's featured on other people's stuff, a lot of times he outraps everybody, everybody else that's yeah. on it. Yeah, and he's very introspective um, on all his albums. But this one, I would say even more so because he's talking about drug use in a different light of like, I gotta get off, I'm off drugs, and this is what it was doing to me, and I'm seeing that now. Okay. As opposed to just, I do drugs, isn't this funny white people? We all pop pills, you know, this is like... Hey, this fucked me up. I was, you know, he talked about Proof, his friend, Diamond, and how that motivated him to be serious towards his art again and to, okay. to, to get, oh, it's just beautiful. I love okay. it. I'm going to keep listening. I'm listen to it. You know, maybe my opinion changes, maybe it doesn't, but as of right now, I love it. Um, so, I did a couple blog posts this week. I was just really, really active with my blogging this week. Um, you know, after I did that Drake one, um, you know, I got a few comments on that, um, and I would read them all, but most of them are like, hey, man, you hate me, or I completely agree, you know, it's not really anything deep, man, you know, but a lot of people identify with the fact that it was uninspired and, you know, just, it wasn't that good, you know, um, but some people, of course, are gonna dis dis you know, dis dislike, disagree with me, you know, and that's fine, too, um, but I wrote two specifically, one was about, um, the uh, Black Spider-Man. Remember we talked about that last week? Yes. And I basically wrote how... Because um, I was talking to this dude at Terry's Boy, T-E-R-R-Y-S-B-O-Y on Twitter. Uh-huh. Um, and he's a cool dude. He really listens to the podcast, really enjoys, you know, the banter. And, you know, he's in the comic books. He's in the movies, you know, shit that I'm into. Cool. And he was talking about how um, Donald Glover was trying to be Spider Black Spider-Man and how he didn't think it was that bad an idea. 
And I was telling him it's twofold. One, I don't think I don't trust Hollywood. Man, that it, it would be so um slapstick and so they would try to pick every racist scenario they could get in there versus really doing the craft and doing it justice and right. making it a good movie regardless of who's in the position. And the second thing is, like, if you don't rewrite this character from the ground up completely as far as, um, like, have Marvel start a comic series based on him being black or something, mm-hmm. then I don't want to see it because him being black needs to not be the hook That's of a movie. Right. That's the problem with most of these movies now is that they don't want you to watch a movie, they want you to watch a hook. Like, hey, it's the A-Team in outer space. Like, you know, I, I, that's those are the wackest movies when it's like, hey, it's Jason, but he's fighting Freddy. Like, those are gonna be bad movies. Like, I don't need to see Batman in blackface. I, I want to see an actual good movie. Yes, if you can, doesn't matter who, just don't do it. Yeah, and if you're not gonna impress me by starting from the ground up with this, then miss me with all that. And um, the basic thing I was saying too is the entire Spider, the entire Spider-Man story of Peter Parker is a tribute to white privilege. Like, his entire life is how he's a chronic fuck-up. Chronic fuck-up. Misses all his dates with his hot supermodel wife or girlfriend. Like, never around for that shit because he's all fight crime. He never gets to work on time. He's always just about to go broke. You know, he never, um... You know, he's, he's lost every good job he's had. He's like a scientist or a teacher. Like, he always ends up fucking up. You know? Always. But he always lands on his feet. Someone's always willing to invest in him. Someone's always willing to give him a shot. If that is not white privilege, then I don't know what the fuck that is. Because if, if we're going to do, if Spider-Man was... You, you let Leon be late for work three times. Leon ass is fired. Yeah, it's like you, if you do uh, the what if, what if Spider-Man was a nigga version, uh, shit ain't going to go right. told First of all, Mary Jane wouldn't be with his ass. No, she wouldn't. She'd be like, be I'm, I'm the best supermodel in the world. You can't hold a job, motherfucker. I'm out. You ain't that cute, nerd. So, um, you know, it's just, I don't know. It's kind of, I, I just thought that and when that was kind of whack. Her name would be Mary Jane to be Laquisha. Yeah, and the thing is, like, why mess with an excellent premise? That's, that's right. Like, why not just do it right? Look at Batman Begins. They just went back and said, what if we just do this right? That's right. What if we delve into how to make this more realistic? Instead of them saying, what if they would just say, why don't we make Batman gay? And just did it that way. It would have fucking sucked. Oh, yes, it would You have enough, you have decades of source material in every one of these comic book franchises. Yes, you do. Do them correctly. Go back, find um, Black, Black Panther. Find... Luke Cage, find, you know, it's just yeah. that important to have a black one character, yeah, go find one. This, and I know you know a lot more about comics than me, but there are a lot of uh, comic books that the, the main character is black. Right. We have been done over years and years, years, but instead of them doing the research and creating a black um, character based off a black character off a comic book, they want to take a black character and put him in a situation that the writers may have not intended to be. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's good or bad, but, but you know what I'm saying? Like, when you write yeah. something, you have certain people in mind. Yeah, I mean, like, they rewrote, uh, they rewrote Nick Fury, who's, who was the director of S.H.I.E.L.D. They rewrote him when they restarted all the Marvel franchises as Ultimate X-Men, Ultimate Wolverine, Ultimate, like that, right? Ultimate okay. Spider-Man. They rewrote Nick Fury as Samuel L. Jackson. That was exactly what they had in mind. When they wrote the role, when they wrote the dialogue, 
and made him a cool hip Nick Fury. You know, okay. The Nick Fury that curses. And it fit his personality. All right. Well, they wrote it screen. for him. So now okay. when you see it in Iron Man and Wolverine, it's not just far-reaching like, oh my God, why'd they go with a black guy? It's actually how it was intended. Okay. Well, that's because they now have source material. You can't just trust Hollywood to create a fiction for a black character and not fuck it up. That has Spider-Man being late to crimes and shit. You know what I'm saying? They have Spider-Man eating pig feet and hog dogs. They would fuck it up. They would completely fuck it up. Have them talking and slang all the time. What it is, y'all, I'm about to say today. Eyes be here. What's cracking, y'all? Yeah, let's get it cracking. Lacking green, jobbing, bitch. So, anyway, I'm not for that. And then, um, the other post I had was about condoms. Because I think condoms are promoted the wrong way. Okay. Like, too many, every condom commercial I see is very popular. It's like, yes, it is. You want to have sex? Well, don't get a condom. It's going to be fun. And that, number one, that is not what people think about when they think about condoms. And no, they don't. I, I'm off the condom game, okay, guys? I'm free. I'm out of that prison. <laughs> I ain't never going back. <laughs> no, what's up? This marriage thing going to work. Or I'm going to die trying. Me too. No, but, no, um, <laughs> But, um, like, I don't even think about cheating, really. It's just not for me, because... Me either. I think about all the awkward shit, like, now I gotta put on a condom? This completely defeats the purpose of this shit. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> you know, even in porn, people don't like condoms in porn. No, so, it does... No one likes condoms, okay? No, they don't. And they need to accept that. You can't make a condom fun. What you can promote is this. Fear. Yeah, get a head out of folks. Yeah, one, they're selling it to the wrong people. They should be selling it to women more than men. Because women are more likely to be like, so you want to wrap this up, right? Because she's thinking about the longevity of a pregnancy. Yeah, say that again. You know, and on top of that, uh, yeah, they are selling um, condoms to the wrong people. Because the sad part about it is men get symptoms a hell of a lot quicker than women get symptoms. Yeah, and there's a lot of anti-condom ads, too, because... Every person on this planet is an anti-condom man. Think about it. Ain't none of us get here because somebody wrapped it up and protected themselves. All of us are here because it either busted or they didn't use it and if sex feels good. So let's not pretend like like like, yeah. like like somehow, you know, no one and then like every commercial sells sex. Every porn sells sex. Every music video sells sex. Sex, sex, sex is sold around us at all times. And we can't ignore that. So what you have to do is scare people. You have to go the other route. Um, and so what I said is, you know, let us let me create a couple condom ads. And this is my first one. And you can go to the blog and read the rest of them. But let me, let me just do the first one. It's the end of a date. And the female is telling the date, do you want to come in? Right? So, you know, mm-hmm. so they show a steamy scene, you know, with the cliche, like making out, kissing, Ripping off buttons off your shirt, you know, you kick the door closed, and you know, the, the couple lands onto a bed. You know, it's dark in the room. It's, you know, there's, maybe there's a little, just like a little bit of light, like from the moon or something. Okay. They land on the bed, and it's fade to black. Because it's commercial, you can't show it fucking obviously. Um, so um, now it's the morning time. The apartment is no longer dark and seductive. The man wakes up in bed alone, and he looks around. And the whole room is like sunlit, from, you know, the sun is lighting up everything. And uh, there's a bunch of, bunch of like close-up flash shots. You know those shots where they just like show something for like half a second and they flip to the next thing. Yeah. All right, and then in those shots you have a, a hairbrush with strands of hair on the bristle. 
you have a major with this dog on the couch that kind of growls at him. Um, there's dust all over her furniture. There's used Kleenexes laying on the floor. There's an ashtray full of ashes sitting on the coffee table. Dirty dishes in the kitchen sink. Overflowing wastebasket. And then, like, suddenly he, like, hops up, like, oh, my God, you know, like, shocked away. And he's, like, covering himself up with the cover. You know how you cover, put the cover on your chest? Yeah. And then the girl um, walks out, like, he hears the girl in the, um, in the bathroom, right? And it sounds like she's just, like, flushed the toilet or something like that. And uh, she has, you hear, like, this raspy, like, snotty cough coming, like, oh, or whatever, right? Like, one of those gross coughs. And then she comes out, and um, she, and she looks at him, looks at him, and um, sees that she's up. He's up, and she walks up to him and goes, "Good morning, sleepyhead." And then she like uh, puts her hands on his shoulders, and he flinches away from her touch, like, "Ugh, get off me, you know." And he's like, "Did you wash your hands?" And then the commercial ends, and then Trojan Lolo comes out. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so it's like you, you, you're telling people like. Look, you like fucking, okay? Everybody likes fucking. But people are gross. People are disgusting. Yes, you don't know what are. you don't know what you're fucking. People have nasty habits and all kinds of things. Yeah. I don't mean no harm, y'all. That's why I love being married. I do not have to deal with people's foolishness. And like, um, I remember one time on Hollywood it was a Hollywood show, but it was a Robert Townsend mid comedy special. And they had this one skit where the guy was about to sleep with this woman, and then all of a sudden, every person she ever slept with was introduced to him. Like, he, and it was ah. like, you know, it was to drive home. Hey, you were sleeping with everyone. You know what I'm saying? Wrap it up. So that's the kind of commercials children should have. I've got a couple more ideas on that, but I want you to go to my blog, theblackoutofthisblackblog.com. Read it. Leave comments. Yeah, they, they ought, you know? they sh- and, and that probably would never do this commercial, but they ought to have a commercial where a dude comes out, he looks down at his penis, his penis looks up at him, it starts screaming, and it falls off, and it busts into flames, and then it should say, Trojans. Because <laughs> that's the hell what happens when you don't wrap it up. That's the type of commercial I like to see. I bet you they probably had double trouble. No, I seen that commercial. Busting in flames. You got one, girl. <laughs> oh yeah, I would. I would watch that. That would be. A, that would drive the point home. The point is, like, yes, it can be kind of funny, but more importantly, you need to be thinking like about that commercial when you think about yes. this mess. Um. All right. So. Um, oh, and I'm. Oh, um. All right. So the other thing I think they should do is sponsor a whole episode of the Basketball Wives or Daddy Camp. Just brought to you yes. by Trojan. Yes. You know what I'm saying, Maury. You know, that was You Are Not the Father, brought to you by Trojan. <laughs> yeah. Commercial free. Yes. You know? By Trojan. Um, and so, um, speaking of Daddy Camp, it came on after the Hip Hop Awards, and one dude was on there, and he was talking about his wife was like, you need to sell his computer and sell this, that, and the other, because I caught him on here watching porn. And I was like, who the fuck is caught watching porn as a grown man? Instead of asking, you grown for you paying the bills. Yeah, you should never get caught doing anything when you fucking grown. You do it in your house and, I don't know, people just lie so much and people just represent totally different things than the truth when they get in a relationship. So, who knows what he told. He's probably lying to her, you know, because, you know, when you're dating, you, you will say anything just about. And, yeah. you know, I'm sure that when they're dating, he's like, no, nah, you watch that shit, girl. Then he gets caught watching porn all the time. Anyway, speaking of commercials, 
The Taco Bell commercial. Mm-hmm. The one about the two dollar meal. Yeah. Where the people at the counter are like, "Hey man, let me get uh one. If I give you two dollars, am I getting the drink free? Or am I getting the the, the burrito free?" And then mm-hmm. the other person's like, "Just if it's, no, you don't get the burrito free. You get the chip free. You know, over and over." Yeah. And then his brother walks up at the end. He's like, "Just give me two dollars and it's all free." Yeah, he probably the manager. That's the same dude from Friday Night Lights. They got caught from the other school cheating. A voodoo. Yeah. This is what I want to know. Is he going to put that $2 in the register? I don't think Or is he going to put that $2 in his pocket? Because he had a look on his face like... Taco Bell wasn't getting that money. He (laughs) (laughs) He had a look on his face like, I got the hookup. Holla if you hear me. I know, right? Speaking of having a hookup and holla if you hear me. Oh! Na, 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 na. The Hip Hop Awards was on VH1. Yeah. I was tweeting during it, and it was fun. I don't remember everything that happened, but I thought I'd go through some of my old tweets and see if we could remember what happened. Okay. Um, I, I noticed that Luke had a concert, but it didn't seem right because nobody was fucking on stage. Ah! You know, I had they, to... They, they had to water down this version. I had the Luke VH1 DVDs, and, you know, I, I'm just surprised that nobody was... You know, getting it. Um, yeah, I was partying hard, boy. There, there was some flashbacks. Yeah, definitely. Um, Eddie Griffin, Griffin, basically went out and did this. You might be a redneck, but instead he's like, you know, you might be from the dirty south routine. And I, somewhere, I felt like uh, he was ripping off that dude Jeff, whatever his name, Foxworthy. Yeah. Like Jeff Foxworthy must have been rolling over his grave, and Eddie Griffin stealing his material. Um, I got a feeling that they had to leave a lot of stuff out for the Rap-A-Lot origin part. Okay. Because Rap-A-Lot was hardcore into uh, some criminal activities, apparently, in that area. Oh. And they didn't talk about any of that. They just talked about the music. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, we tried to go to jail. Yeah. Uh, and Drake got to perform for um, Pimp C, who died. Um, so he did Pimp C. And it was just more lit that Drake didn't write that he was performing. So it was just, you know, same as always. I was surprised he didn't do it in auto-tune, so. Um, uh, then they brought, I asked this question out of nowhere. I said, is Missy Go allowed within 1,500 feet of this award show? I know. Because they were showing a lot of attractive women in the front row. And I was like, I hope they don't bring Missy Go out here. That's got to be some kind of violation of this parole. Yeah, you said that again. Um, Too close to breast? I mean, 1,500 feet? What's the rule? Yeah. Um, so, uh, basically, um, uh, I, I basically said if he if Drake did out of tunes, I would throw my shoe through the TV. Ah! But he didn't, so. And I was mad because that he was too expensive. Yeah. Um, but uh, also, <laughs> uh, also, uh, someone said Justin G. Randolph said I knew he didn't write it because it wasn't about how famous success sucks without being in love. Uh, I thought that was funny. No. <laughs> um. But uh, yeah, somebody was like, you know, they performed. Um, Oh, what did they perform? It was, um, oh, they performed one of the No Limit songs. Uh-huh. And it was one of those ones where people, oh, about it, about it. Okay. They performed about it, about it. And somebody was like, man, that was the song that used to get people fighting in the club. And I was like, the song at Fairville State was Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. That, that would get all the women off the dance floor. Never. What? Niggas <laughs> in the march pit punching each other. <laughs> they run quickly. That's why I stayed my ass in my room. Yeah, they pepper sprayed that shit during my freshman year. I said, I ain't going to more of these parties. I know. Shit ended up turning to the Watts riots. <laughs> I'm trying to go here to, to march for civil rights. I just want to have a good time. 
and dance around. Yeah, and it didn't happen like that. But, uh, it, yeah, um, and this is when I noticed Drake fans are getting sensitive because I made a couple jokes about the niggas. Calm down. <laughs> I joke about I joke about Tiger Woods for like a month straight. Nobody said shit. Alright? <laughs> Calm down. Obama and Drake are not off limits. I don't know if it's a light skin thing or what. Y'all niggas need to man up. Stop being so goddamn sensitive. Um Oh, I said I wish I had closed captioning for VH1 Hip Hop Honors because I'm sure it was all fucked up because everybody was had those down south accents. Uh, and some of them, I, I would hate it to be the person typing Wait a minute, wait a minute, back up yeah. Wait a minute, I think I spelled it right Timbaland was talking like he had a sinus infection Oh, he knows was clogged up Yeah, and I said um, Jermaine Dupree came out performing And he was so short, I was like I see why he signed Chris Cross so early Cause that was the only way to make himself look like he was a normal yeah, height. He is not a tall dude at all He was like, I need to be surrounded by 10 year olds So nobody would know, you know and then Bow Wow was there, and I was really surprised, because why aren't the police investigating him and the cat stack, stack slapping? I have no idea. What the fuck is he doing in public? Investigating that. And I wanted him to bring out the brat, but people said the brat was in jail. But wow. then other people was like, she's out of, out of jail. And I didn't know she went to jail, but she went to jail apparently for hitting a chick inside the head with the bottle. Oh, what did she do though? I don't know, but the brat don't fight, she don't argue. She just hit that bitch in the head with a bottle. Uh. <laughs> so I'm talking about, I fucked with the brat. Um, I guess she ain't sexy no more then. And then at the end of the performance, I was surprised Bow Wow didn't say, Apologize to Bow! <laughs> 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 uh, but, um, That'd have been hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then they showed a, a, a commercial for Bow Wow's new movie about the lottery ticket. That looks nice. And I swear, the lady that's playing his mama is the black mama in every black movie for the last 10 years. Ain't she, though? Black don't crack. Um, well, I might go see it anyway because Tyler Perry didn't have anything to do with it. He did not at all. No, he didn't. Yeah. So, um... Also, I think it's funny because Romeo was there and he used to be little Romeo. And Bow Wow was there, you see Lil Bow Wow. It's funny when people try to take all Lil off the front of their name like we forgot. Ah, uh, nah, I ain't forgot. Yeah, um, they had Master P on there and I said he needs to explain why he made I Got The Hookup. Ha, 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 And then Mystical was there and I just, I got so scared for the audience. I, I just typed, run bitches, run! <laughs> as quick as you can in your five inch heels. Yeah, but then he, he got ready to rape him. He was like, get on flow! Nigga right, chill. <laughs> Shake it fast. Watch yourself. <laughs> Show me what you right that with. And I was like, is it me or did No Limit used to bring 37 niggas on stage to perform and they always had at least one with no fucking shirt on. And you know what? It was funny because I don't know how far back these tweets go, but somebody walked on the stage, I don't know if it was with some of them, and they ain't had no shirt on. I was like, nigga, wear your shirt. And I said... <laughs> Oh, you go, Karen, because, you know, teenage <laughs> girls think that's sex, and I'm like, you catch a cold. Like, you know, when you get old, all of a sudden, you start thinking like your parents. <laughs> yeah, it was just funny to me that, dude, they kept a nigga with no shirt. Oh. Like, it never was like a main rapper. It was just like shirtless oh. nigga. Like, I don't know. And on top of that, they don't never be buff. They look like the kids. That's why I'm mean, yeah. like, come up. It ain't like you got a grown man that's, you know. Yeah. Are they even featured on the on the song? Is it just shirtless niggas? No. Part? Mm-hmm. Um, and background singers. 
But yeah, man, um, they were bringing back memories, so... Yes, they were. I went, I went next door and punched my neighbor in the face. Ah, uh, ah! Uh. Um, and then uh, Silk the Shopper was, was back, and the shocker was this nigga still rapping off beat. Like, wow. brother, brother, you you've been in the game for a minute. What happened, man? You never got better? Damn, dog. Um I guess not. You like the Lamar Odom of fucking rap. Uh <laughs> Mia X wasn't there. I'm not surprised. She got conscious and she got religious, so I wouldn't fuck so with them she, niggas either. She left she left the game. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody said silk rap like he's giving a lecture and shit. <laughs> uh that don't sound good. And it was kind of, I thought that it was a bad look for a lot of black women dancing around to that fucking rapist mystical. Oh, uh, say that again. Like, I bet a lot of people probably don't even pay that stuff no attention. Didn't even know he was in jail or something. Yeah, but I felt like a hypocrite after that because I've danced around to like murderers and shit anyway, so what am I talking about? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, alright, and then, um, so, and then someone got mad at me for bringing up the mystical rape somebody. How about you get mad at him for being a fucking rapist? Say that again. You know, it's like that, that, how you gonna, it's like that thing with Chappelle and R. Kelly. It's like, how you gonna make a video about pissing on somebody? And Chappelle's like, how you gonna make a video about pissing on somebody? <laughs> that's, that's how I feel. Like, I'm the asshole for bringing up that mystical rape the woman in cold blood because she owed him some money. Like, nigga, just write, just take it to court. Um, T.I. was there presenting an award, but he didn't, I don't think he performed because he had to be home by 1045 for his curfew. You know he did. There's like, a uh, nigga, work program. Get your ass back home. I know. Uh, the Bone Crusher was there, and I don't know if he's suffering from the same thing to kill uh, Big Mama and Soul Food, but he couldn't walk. Barely. He barely moved. It was amazing. He kept pulling his shirt off and showing everybody his shirt, and then going, I ain't never scared. And I saw him before in real life. Oh, yeah. When I went to Atlanta with my boys to watch the Atlanta Hawks game, mm-hmm. he was there in the subway sitting by himself with a bone crusher shirt on. And on the back it said, the bone ain't never been scared. And he was sitting all by himself. Wow. And it was the saddest thing I ever saw. Wow. It's just some big dudes sitting by himself. Not, not hanging with a crew or five. Just, you know, I don't know, waiting on this break. I don't know, waiting on the train or something. But, um, yeah, he could barely walk, man. Um, and then, uh, they were saying, Oh, all ski, ski. Delonte West. Oh, ski, ski, goddamn. Um, I want an outcast come out, but they wouldn't come. So. Oh, I had an outcast come out. I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, and then, let's see. Uh, oh, they had that Slang Zone commercial. The one where they were talking about you need to watch, listen to Dirty South Rap. Oh, you get lost yeah. down south. And they had Lil John and Paul Wall trying to tell the dude some direction. He couldn't understand anything. Anything. Poke, poke thing. That was hilarious. He looked lost. Uh, Missy was there. Yes. And I think Missy's pregnant. That's because I was like, I was or, like she's looking a little bigger. She done some some weight back. Or she's Missy. But, um, <laughs> but I asked everybody if she was out of the closet, and nobody really knows, so I, I don't know. I always thought she was gay, but, you know, she did make a lot of songs about fucking, so maybe she does like that. Um, but, yeah, and then, um, they also, I was surprised that, um, Clariton didn't sponsor Timberland's interview, because that nigga couldn't barely talk. What? Good grief, man. Blow your nose. Yes. Blow something. Yeah. And uh, uh, what was that Trina that came out there with the big thighs? Yeah, all the dudes went crazy for that. Yes, they did. Ooh, she had some big thighs. I'm a woman. I was like, good God, woman. Yeah, I was like, move over that ass, you fat. 
M. Night Shyamalan is directing The Last Airbender, and I saw commercials for it, and I'm very excited. Please don't fuck this up, Please man. Please don't. You know, we huge movie goers. Please don't screw it up. Man, you fuck up everything else, but just once. It's a good movie. Um, also, a lot of people don't know, on the low, Timberland had a whole crew of whack niggas that he tried to put on. One of them looked like Farge Whitaker, somebody said. <laughs> but, um, he had a whole crew of whack niggas that he had to try to put on, and when they came out performing his songs, I think everybody was reminded, like, who are these dudes? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, uh, the other thing, uh, Slim Thug was there, and I was praying at these comments that he made in his blog, which a lot of black women got upset about. Yeah, I Slim Thug giving his idea on white women versus black women is completely ridiculous, but the only thing more ridiculous than that is people reading him and taking him seriously. Like, if you devoted some time to that shit on Twitter, delete your account. There really is no need for you. Um, but Slim, I was praying Slim Club would come out on stage and please, please, please tongue kiss a white woman right before he started rapping. Just for the Twitter chaos. Just to shut Twitter down. What? Twitter never like, oh, no, no updates. But I guess it was already filmed before he said that ignorant shit, so. Damn. But basically he was just saying what every black man believes. White women are better than black women. And we've all factually proven it, you know. You make love to a black, to a white woman, but you only have sex with, with black women, you know. <laughs> That's the only reason why you with me then? You secretly fantasizing? And someone, uh, Shirley Wong Esquire, said that she asked the real question, isn't, is, is Missy pregnant, but is Timberland pregnant? Because he's uh-huh. some way. Um, and uh, I, I said, I've always thought that the key to Slim Thug's music was his thoughtful critiques on African-American relationships. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and Mike Jones was not there, and so I sent out a Mike Jones tweet that said, back then's hoes didn't want me, now it's 2010 and nobody knows me. Ah, oh, same. <laughs> Mike Jones, who? Um, Charmille- Chameleonaire was there, Chameleonaire, but this nigga owes back taxes like $182,000. What are you doing in public, son? I wouldn't you, show up to you anything. You need to tell me the FBI and IRS wouldn't all over that? I bet you they arrested him immediately after he would get off stage. I wouldn't show up to anything. I was on the itinerary of unless I got my shit squared away. The IRS don't play that shit. You know they don't. But, um, yeah, so, uh, I fixed, and I fixed Mike Jones' grammar because a lot of people kept preaching. Mike Jones who? Mike Jones who? And I said, no. It's Mike Jones who? Okay? Mike Jones who? Mike Jones. Down, down, nigga, sound slick, is cool. Nigga made a whole album out of his phone, though. Y'all should be ashamed of y'all selves. Ah! Um, the OCD project, I think I'm gonna watch this. I saw a commercial for it, and apparently they are fucking with people that have OCD and calling that some sort of, uh, cure. And I think everyone involved with that show is on the A-train to Satan as soon as they expire. Um... But, uh, and then the truth.com had a lot of commercials, and they actually inspired me to write that post about condom commercials. Because their commercials were much more effective, uh, making me remember not to smoke cigarettes. Uh, clear with the ice cream cone, with the yeah. spike, you like, I don't want that. Mm, I would not be smoking with cigarettes. Mm, um, and, um, I wanted Kanye to be there, but uh, he wasn't there. Uh, and then, and the last thing, Asher Roth was there, and that was when I left. I was like, okay, enough of this shit. 
And my thing, I was saying before, um, at Music Lover, follow up a good Miss Music Lover. Oh, Miss Music. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Miss Okay. At Miss Music Lover. Um, she also has a blog. Yeah. Um, had tweeted uh, for people just to calm down and just enjoy music. And I responded back to her. Yeah, you know. Um, because my thing is that I think a lot of people use Twitter as just a way to be in frustrated, just be mad at the world. When I'm on there, you know, I just like to tweet and be happy, interact and laugh and joke. And too many people take Twitter too seriously. I mean, maybe that's just me. They take it too seriously. I'm going to tell you one thing. For me, I parted hard. I had a real good time. I was bringing flashbacks. Yeah. I used to drop it like it's hot. Now I do warm. <laughs> Uh-huh. When I get down too low, I can't get back up. Uh-huh. I, I can't speak for, for other people. Uh-huh. You know, I just shake it a little bit. I can't shake it fast no more. Uh-huh. <laughs> the body don't respond. Shake it, baby. Yes. Watch yourself. Get halfway down to the floor. <laughs> hey, be yeah. careful. Watch yourself. Watch yourself now. <laughs> Your knees might lock up, girl. <laughs> Different type of watch yourself. <laughs> That's right. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I had a good time, too, and I didn't even listen to some of that music, and I still had a good time. I, I mean, too. I, I'm not a fan of No Limit. I know everybody's, like, shocked because, you know, I'm from down south. No Limit even. When they did our homecoming, I act like homecoming didn't exist. I ain't go to shit. Like, I just, I was never a fan of them dudes. Um, but I understood that they was making a movement. They was getting their name out there. They was getting heard. No disrespect, not saying they shouldn't have made it. Just wasn't for me, man. I, you know, I like, uh, if I'm going to talk about crack dealing, I'd rather hear it from Jay-Z than hear it from Master P. Um, so, uh, I just never got into that shit. Um, but, you know, I respect their place in hip-hop, and I respect their hits, you know. So, if I can't party for five minutes to a, a montage of their songs, then, then you're just an asshole. Change the channel. You gotta tell me about it. Um, speaking of parents, mm-hmm. you know how your parents always are like, I had it harder than you, mm-hmm. you know, things is tough, I walked to school uphill both ways in the snow. Barefooted, yeah, yeah. I've heard those stories. You know what really must have sucked is the first generation of free children of black people. Like, cause you, they, them niggas really did have it tough, they like, I was a slave. So it's like, yeah, I think I'm a, I don't think I'm, I'm sick. I don't want to go to school. School? Ah, you know what school was when I was a slave? It was a whip. The only thing you could learn was to pick cotton faster. It was like, oh, mama, I got an F in the I got a C in my English class. I can't read good. You can't read? They wouldn't even allow us to read when I was growing up. They killed a nigga for reading, cut his tongue out, cut his foot off so he can't escape. And I feel bad because they wouldn't even be exaggerating with every time. No. You know how our parents sometimes exaggerate the, right. the heaviness? Nah, that would, that would be real. You could never be right about shit either. And you'd be like, well, I walked into the store and, you know, the owner looked at me funny. Looked at you funny. Yeah. We had to go through the pack. Yeah. And I got stabbed with a pick one time. <laughs> when, I was, when I went to the store, there wasn't, I was the store. Back then, white people just come up and be like, I need three bales of cotton. You know, I just had to make it. I need peanut butter. I had to grow the peanuts and crush them myself. Add sugar and everything. Like, it was, yeah, completely different. So, you could never be right about anything. You can't, homework can't be too hard. You can't get tired. You can't need a day off. Your ass has to do everything. Everything. 
So, um, also, let's shout out one of our, you know, friends. Um, I want to shout out the Atypical Sports Show. Yeah, we love you guys. Go to their, their website, atypicalsportshow.com. And um, they have, like, fan interaction, they have columnists, um, and they have their own podcast, which is great. And you can also call their phone line, um, which I try to do as every week if I can remember. Call them, talk about sports topics. They will play your phone call on the air. They will talk about you. Um, uh, their number is 480-664-9378. There, I've said it more times than Doug ever said it. So, <laughs> make sure that you guys, you know, do do that. When I recommend something to you, it's trust me, good. I'm not recommending you bullshit, man. I'm only recommending things that I get entertainment from. Yes, and something I would like to say is that we'll be more than happy to have Slade Key on. I just, you know, I just <laughs> want to make that known. Um, we will treat you really good. Um, we'll treat you really well. We feed you. You know, we already got the Latinos in the back making tortillas, so we have to find you something to do. But I just want you to know, you're more than welcome to come on. Our in order podcast. to in order to understand what Karen's talking about, you guys gotta listen to the Atypical Sports Show podcast because it'll all make sense then. Yes, um, it will. All right, let's do a couple articles and we're gonna get the fuck out of here. Um, all right, so uh, my girl Sarah J, um, porn star on Twitter that follows me. She followed me back. Hey, Sarah J. What's up, girl? It's your big old ass. Anyway, <laughs> um, she uh, followed. She sent this link out about um, a call to action to support porn. Mm-hmm. Uh, on June 12, 2010, a bunch of people are going to gather in Boston to discuss how pornography exploits women, breeds hatred, turns men into monsters, and generally destroys the life of civilization. Uh, here we are at Sex and the 405. Here, we here at Sex in the 405 think it's outrageous, and of course, we are taking a stance for our freedom to look at whatever we want. Porn Valley will not take this one line down like a pillow queen. I don't know if you, you want to be throwing jokes in with your serious protect the porn rant, but I'll, yeah. I'll take it. I'll take it, however you want to do it. Uh, and neither will those of us who support the freedom to make porn and watch it, male or female. Um, they have a video here that they, um, that, uh, Violet Blue, um, put on her site, and, um, basically, they're, they're just saying that, hey, look, we have to make sure these people aren't trying to, you know, get porn out of people's homes and their private lives, and... That's never gonna happen, because... I don't think it'll happen, but, you know, they're, she has a point, like, these people will organized and because porn is still seen as kind of a subculture it's kind of a shameful thing people won't show up to be like no dumbass sit down you know the, like the billions of dollars that people spend speak volumes the yeah. billions of dollars people pay on pay-per-view and over the internet and sex toys so the sad part about it is that some of these people that are going to the Mars that's on the other side is secretly watching your porn. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's such a it's such a secret thing because you can make any assertion about what porn will do to people, and people just accept it as like, okay, I guess you can, uh, it turns you to a rapist and a serial killer. You won't be able to have a fulfilling relationship. You'll like everything is just it's like okay, I guess everyone that watches porn is some kind of freak, you know, some type of some type of dude walking around in a trench coat with his balls hanging out, watching looking at people's windows, like calm the fuck down, it's, it's almost mainstream that, culture at this yeah, point that dude got more issues than porn, I promise you yeah, so I just want to draw a little attention to that, so if you're in Boston and you want to, I don't know, protest against 
porn. I mean, it's hard to get people to protest. I mean, you can't even put porn in the local video store and have people go buy it. It's like you got to go in there and buy like SpongeBob SquarePants and <laughs> you know the Bible Story, and then go grab where the titties are, part seventeen from the back like you you know like people get their point on the internet because that's the best way to get it i guarantee it's the most looked at thing on the internet of course all right so there was a crime mm-hmm. short man sought in killing wow montgomery county detectives are looking for a three foot 11 inch murderer suspect in connection with the shooting last week in silver spring official said wow. the suspect henry chavez 28 currently address unknown well why don't they just follow the yellow brick road if they're looking for this man, I mean, come on. Fine. Maybe you should check his, his friends, you know, his gang, the Lollipop Guild. Something. So, you know, holler at the Oompa Loompas. There's got to be a way to find this man. <laughs> wow. Oh, I it, I feel good and not to pick at him. I'm actually calling him the grown man. I never thought I could say that. Oh, well, I wouldn't call him grown. Uh, current address <laughs> unknown is known to frequent Silver Spring and Wheaton and weighs about 85 pounds. The Texas have obtained a first-degree murder warrant for him in the slaying of Hamilton Lewis, Ravenales, or Rosico. Oh, he probably killed him because his name, he had four names. Police originally believed that the victim's name was Hamilton Lewis, but now it is. But just at the 8.30 Thursday, uh, they found out his last name was Rosco, which I don't care about in this article. Anyway, this midget well, like shot a dude. Tyler Murphy was right. You don't mess with short people. Yeah, short people have a... This is the ultimate short complex, man. I just don't see how you don't take his little ass and throw him on top of a table and go, Get down then, nigga! Huh? Get off the counter, you so bad! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, and then... Um, unknown Senate candidate in South Carolina faces felony charge. Columbia, South Carolina. Day after the unemployed veteran charged with a felony shocked South Carolina's Democratic establishment by winning the U.S. Senate primary, party officials were still scratching their heads. What happened? Alvin Green, 32, didn't raise any money. He didn't have a website, and his opponent was a relatively better-known former legislator, Vic Rawl, who was, is that Lou Rawl's daddy, who was already prepared for the general election. Green was considered such a long shot that his opponent in the media didn't even bother to check his background. Wow. If they had, they would have discovered he faces a felony obscenity charge after an alleged encounter with a college student last fall. After the Associated Press reported Green's charge Wednesday, the leader of the state Democratic Party said that Green had to withdraw from the race. I did not do this lightly as I believe strongly that the Democratic voters of this state have the right to select our nominee, Fowler said. But this new information about Mr. Green would certainly have affected the decisions of many of these voters. That's right. So, the Democratic Party has chosen their nominee, and we have to stand behind that choice. Green told the AP as his home, at his home in Manny. The people I've spoken, we need to be pro-South Carolina, not anti-Green. Um, court records show that Green was arrested in November. And yes, he's a brother. Sorry, y'all. Uh, was arrested in November at charge of showing obscene internet photos to a University of South Carolina student, then talking about going to a room at a university dorm. How? That's, that's a felony? What? How? I mean, no offense, but to that. if the girl's of age, and you just like, come over here and look at these titties. 17 or something? I don't know. They were in the university, but like, if assuming she was of age, because you think that would be another charge, right? If she wasn't of age. I don't know. Maybe it's further than this article. But like. If I say come here and look at these titties. Is that a fucking belly? Wow. 
I had to go to prison for life because you because I didn't close my screen saver in time. Um, wow. Corporate uh, uh, charges with uh, disseminating, procuring, or promoting obscenity green could face up to five years in prison. South Carolina state law prohibits convicted felons from serving in state office. Felons can serve in federal office, although the U.S. House of Senate could vote to expel any member they deemed unfit to serve. Ross said he didn't know about Green's arrest until reading media reports about it. It's an absolute surprise. I can't really make any comments because I don't know what's going on. Um, Green walking a reporter to a childhood home. He shares his father Wednesday afternoon at the, along the back roads of Myrtle Beach, wearing warm-up pants and with no drawers on underneath. And a Green Family Reunion shirt from 1993. Damn, they reporting on this gift. He had been repeatedly cajoled to get his picture taken. Uh, he seemed overwhelmed by the new fame and admitted that he has no campaign sign, staff flags, or, or even a slogan. He helped the state and national party leaders might call him back. This time to offer some help, which they won't be. Um, of course not. The girl, Camille McCoy, was a 19-year-old rising sophomore at the University of South Carolina. So, she wasn't underage. Okay. She called campus police after Green sat down next to her in a computer lab, asked her to look at his screen, which showed a pornographic website. I said, that's offensive. And he sat there laughing. Said McCoy, wow, she, what a bitch. Nah, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> ben Roberts already walking around with his dick out in Georgia and, and somehow getting away that's with shit. That's not offensive. Come it was very disgusting. Well, he just picked the wrong chick. Yeah. I mean, come on. I'm not saying I would have done it, but in college, that move can work. There's a lot of co-eds that yeah, show up pictures and titties or something. They'd be like, hmm, hit enter. Um, let's go to your room now. It was kind of scary. He was a pretty big boy. He could have overpowered me. That's what she was probably thinking in her fantasies. Ah. He could have taken anything he wanted uh, McCoy, who was from Charleston, said she was stunned to learn that the same man she later identified in the photo lineup was running for office, much less had won a party's nomination. You're kidding, said McCoy, who was a Republican. Oh my gosh, that's ridiculous. Dude, I can tell you she's a Republican from her... That's disgusting reaction when she saw some porn. Dude, the bad move. Although, I guess in college, man, the odds are with you that... I, I wonder was she white. She probably of course, was. Of course she was white, Karen. Come on. I'm sorry. She, she, as soon as she said the words, she found he, he was a pretty big boy. He could have overpowered me. She was white, definitely. And I like how she used positive racial stereotypes. Pretty big boy. Talking about his penis. Could have overpowered me. Talking about his athleticism. Just like we said last week. That's right. Now that didn't seem racist at all. No, it didn't. I mean, it really didn't. No. Listeners read, listeners heard me read that and they thought, oh man, that's not racist. Maybe who knows what color she is. But I read through the lines. I see positive stereotypes. I can tell when people are racist. Uh, anyway, this nigga fucked up. Um, you gotta stop going in the computer lab. That move stopped working my freshman year, bro. You can't be doing yeah. Like that. Come on. I mean, but that's every man's move. You know, chick walks in the room, put some porn on, like, uh huh. Trying to get down tonight and night. Yeah. Well, I mean, not unless y'all date or something like that. That's not the cool, smooth move. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't. Anyway, this has been another episode of the Blackout Tips Podcast with your boy Rodimus Prime and Karen. And make sure you follow us on Twitter. I'm at Rodimus Prime. And that's R-O-D-I-M-U-S. 
P-R-I-M-E. I know um, my southern accent probably makes it sound like Rod, R-A-D-A. It's not. Um, the dude that wrote the show earlier had, he spelled it R-O-D-A. And I was like, oh, that's my accent, you know. Rodham, Rodham is prime. But, uh, and also follow Cam. Twitter. Um, say that again, that S N D A T. And make sure you check out the blog, the blackouttips.blogspot.com. Um, make sure you check out our page on Podomatic. Uh, just search for the Blackout Tips. Join our Facebook group. And also, you know, if you're feeling free, you know what I'm saying? You're feeling like you got a couple extra dollars off this entertainment that we're providing you, drop us a dollar or two in the donation button. We have it on our Podomatic page. And we also have it on the blog in case you want to donate there. Um, every dollar helps uh, yeah, to keep this coming. Yeah, because we just want to put out a good quality product for you. And we want you to feel like your money is well invested so we can do some of the other things that we got planned. Yeah, I don't want to have to go back to selling crack, but I will. Whatever it takes to get this podcast out. If I got to kill a nigga, watch the blood, watch the roll out of his face, and watch the knife uh-huh. roll out of his eyes. <laughs> You ever seen a man dial close? I, I haven't, and um, you want to? no, thank you. Oh, okay. And um, I don't want to be uh, by myself because you don't went to jail. I do what I do for the for the listeners and for the podcast. Okay, I cannot be held responsible for that. It won't be called a black guy who tips no more if I lose you. <laughs> and don't forget this sun, this July, June is sundress month. Yes, it is. July is undress month. Send your pictures hey. to the black guy who tips at gmail.com. <laughs> Thank you, ladies. <laughs> All right, well, until next week. I love you. I love you too, baby. Touch it was more than just a fuck. The 
police and I, I found peace Like Malcolm in the East, seen her on the streets of New York Tricking off, trying to make a hit with her, but my dick went soft Moving weight, losing weight, not picky with who she choose to date Too confused to hate, but I struggle out the late, close to 30 Most of the niggas she know is dirty, having more babies than Lauren She started showing early, as of late I realized that this is a fate Or destiny to bring the best to me, it's like God is testing me In retrospect I see she brought life and death to me Peace to us collectively, live and direct when we perform It's just coffee shop chicks and white dudes Over her I got into it with that nigga Ice Cube Now the fight move to in life, making the right moves Besides God